You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And this is Courtney and Allison, and this is the Devil X-Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X-Files. Yes. <laughs> hey, this time, probably a little bit about the we'll X-Files. We'll probably talk about the X-Files, because X-Files is talking about some stuff that we're kind of into. And also, I had fun with this episode. Did you? Remember? Yeah, there was some fun to be had. We watched this episode a long time ago together. Yes. And then... And then something happened. We Allison. had some some technical diffos. Some <laughs> that's my my microphone, which has been acting strange anyway. I got a blue yeti. Yeah, microphone. Blue. Hey, blue yeti. You can sponsor us, but also I need a new microphone because mine's broke. <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been dealing with some uh, trying to figure out this blue yeti. That's why the sound wasn't great last episode. I yeah. wasn't happy with it. Now we're back to little. What do we call this microphone? Oh, he's just a little guy. He's just my little guy. He's, <laughs> he's just your little guy. He's my little guy. You know what? We've got to be true. This is how we started. Yeah. So he's he's always had our back. True. Thanks, little guy. <laughs> Mwah. Are you ready for season four, episode 16, Unrequited? I guess. Can I give you the Netflix description? Yes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. A seemingly invisible Vietnam vet begins killing the military's top brass. What? That's exactly what happened. Yeah, that is, like, short and sweet. That's what happened. And Skinner's in it. Yeah, he's there. And he didn't kiss anyone. No, it's a shame. But he was in it. Can I tell you I've already shed blood today? What? Yeah. What do you mean? I was, uh, I was clipping my toenails. (gasps) Did you clip too close to the sun? I scrunched up some fucking toe meat with my clippers. And now I'm bleeding. I got a little band-aid oh, on my toe. No. Oh no. So I'm ready for action. <laughs> Just like Vietnam War veterans. Well, I wouldn't say no, that. No, nope, <laughs> that's not what I would say. My toes are so callous that I can just I just shave chunks of toe off. Yeah. Nice. I gotta like I'm not I can't shed like a snake. You just kind of got to clip it away. But you wish you could shed like a snake. Oh, God, that'd be awesome. Just leave a whole skin suit somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just my whole closet's full of skin suits. Just on hangers. Just which one will I wear today? I got a pimple. I'm just going to go shed. That thing is going to go right Why away. do you keep them? Why would you not dispose of them? Um, Because sometimes I want summertime Courtney looks. And sometimes I want winter wintertime Courtney looks. But once you put them on, aren't they all loose in the wrong places? <laughs> well, if there's anything I learned from... um tights mm-hmm. just cut the crotch out cut the feet out and you're fine interesting yeah that's how you save tights if you have really good tights you cut the crotch out and you cut the the legs the the feeties out what do you replace them with nothing damn <laughs> you got those sexy tights no it's just that's where it usually busts anyway <laughs> yeah it does oh my god Let's talk about the X-Files. Okay. Let's, let's talk about predictions. Oh, yeah. I predicted. You predicted. That there would be a meat sandwich. <laughs> in that, in that, Skinner, uh-huh. is that meat? 
Yeah, 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 you did. But um, but it wasn't. It wasn't yeah, was no Smoking Man did not appear in this episode. No, so, so I don't I don't think I I don't think I got any points. I didn't mention Vietnam. No. So I think that leaves us at three for three, right? Yeah, three three. Still three. Tied three. Woo woo woo. Tied it up. How many more episodes do we have to go? Eight. Eight? In this season? Ooh. Oh, yeah. I feel it coming. Getting up there. Wow, we moving wow-y. on. Okay, good. Let's talk. Okay. About this episode go we open on a scene that we will see again later <laughs> this is important we are at the uh the vietnam memorial and there is a rededication ceremony happening and Mulder and skelly are fanning out through the crowd looking for someone we don't know who uh and newman is in the crowd hey newman newman he came He's just hanging out He's just with his little hawaiian shirt he's like uh-uh-uh <laughs> <laughs> that isn't the secret word. Oh, Newman. Oh, Newman. Uh, he's really tiny now, hey? He Is lost it? a lot of weight. Oh, I didn't know that. But that's the curse of a character actor. Yeah. Because if he, he lost a lot of weight, he doesn't look like him like he was what in the 90s. Do? Put him in Jurassic Park and they'll be like, who's this guy? Is this Who's this svelte man? <laughs> we want that big goof. Yeah. Um. Also, I want to point out the general's speech. Yeah. What about it? Our freedom is not free. And he talks about how um, Vietnam War vets came home and we should, like, thank them and they fought very hard. And it was, like, the opposite of what the Vietnam War reaction actually was. Yeah, and also the opposite about, like, how people actually felt about this memorial. Because it was a very divided issue. Like, nobody was happy with how it turned out. Uh, If you don't know which memorial we're talking about, it's the big, I was going to say the big black one, but that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Big black wall. Big, big black wall. And people think it's too big. It's too black. They think it's too, well, they do. They're like, really? this is like, it. They people. Do they want like a gray? Ha- had an opinion that it was like, it was very negative. You know, it really like I mean, was too dour. I mean. Um, and, you know, other people were like, yeah, it is for a reason. And there were even people who nicknamed it the the big black gash. Which is unpleasant. Which is super unpleasant. Uh, and we won't go into detail on nope, that. Nope, nope. Uh, but it is a historical fact. And now it's in there. Now it's in there. Um, but actually, the, like, it took them so long to build a memorial and to get people on board and like willing to deal with it that it actually did not get dedicated until 1982. Wow. Yeah. End of the uh, Vietnam War was 70... 73? Three? Yeah. Four? Yeah. I'm a history teacher. <laughs> uh, and you compare that to the Korean... Uh, war memorial and it's a whole different feel absolutely it's a whole different absolutely. Feel. It's just earlier in the cold war and everyone's still rah-rah anti-communism uh fight those commie pinkos and then by vietnam is like what the fuck are we doing yeah what exactly and i mean the scale the scale of vietnam Huge. is so much larger and the tv involvement as well yes in vietnam versus korea I have, <laughs> if I do toot my own horn, one of my essays for my uh, history final, which is coming up next week. So all of my students who listen to this podcast, wink, uh, will get a hint. <laughs> I do a whole section on comparing media coverage of Korea versus media coverage oh. of the space race and of um, Vietnam. Oh, wow. And how the progression of the media really changed the views of the Cold War. Um 
I thought it was a really cool question. I think that sounds really cool. Yeah, that's. I have a document-based question. I got all these posters and documents, and I get <laughs> so excited about it. If you're a recent uh, recent arriver to the Double X Files, you may not know that Courtney and I are actually both huge history nerds. Swank. Uh, I have a whole bookshelf full of books about the Vietnam War. So, and I stumbled through a BA in history. <laughs> Uh, and I'm a history teacher. I actually took a course on um, the Vietnam War in film. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. It was really fascinating. Yeah, you Vic had some good courses. It eh? does. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Our alma mater. Our, yeah, that oh. is where we uh, went to school. Okay, oh. <laughs> Newman is here. This yes. general is giving bad speeches. Uh, there's a third agent that we don't know. I've called him Jack Stone because of his likeness to the Bachelorette contestant. <laughs> Jack Stone. Jack Stone. Who, the more I see, the more I'm kind of into. No, I, oh, the agent or Jack Stone? Jack Stone. Oh, no, I hate him. <laughs> no, on his Instagram. On oh, his okay. grams. Because on, on the show, he always looked like he was straight up about to murder Rachel Lindsay. <laughs> no, just on he his He had them, those shark eyes? I didn't even watch, I haven't watched, I just listened oh, okay. to the podcast. He had shark eyes. Did he? Yes. Ooh. It was horrifying. He's ready to pounce. I don't know. You a seal? Did, did, did Rachel look like a seal? <laughs> And then, well, as as you know from the podcast that we both listen to, yeah. Rose Buddies, that we love very much, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, Rachel asked him what his perfect date would be if they could get away, and he said, I just lock us in a room and we <laughs> hang out in bed all day. <laughs> and it was like, Jack, no! Jack! <laughs> if someone says they want to spend time with you and lock you in a room, get out of that room. Leave. Break a window. <laughs> climb right out. <laughs> jump on the tree. Find a trap door. Elbow them in the jugular. Just go. Just get out of there. That's not a romantic date. No. Nor is this get together. Is It's not a romantic date. No. I would not say a rededication of the Vietnam War Memorial <laughs> would be a romantic date. Um, People seem psyched, though. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I'll talk about the, the next. Hey, the next pass around on this scene, we'll talk about that. Yeah. There is a very flaccid attempt in a dolly in zoom out. <laughs> That I noticed this morning rewatching it. Azali is their name. Azali, yes. Of, of, I guess it's Vertigo. Yeah. Vertigo is where it, a Vertigo Zali, um, on, on Mulder. <laughs> and I think it was flaccid. I mean, the whole camera movement was very, uh, limp, but so was Mulder. Yeah. His, I mean, his dick. Yes. But also his, just his whole uh, face. Visage. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and there was, a man and we don't see him yeah and and, and that's it right? we saw him a lot and then Mulder was looking right at him and he's like i don't see him anywhere yeah and then we kind of cut from there to yeah so there is a general yes he's old white dude yes he got a briefcase yes is he going somewhere probably where is he going i don't know somewhere important maybe what has he got in that briefcase? Some crackers? Probably. Ham sandwich. Oh, yeah. Just a loose ham sandwich. <laughs> uh, and he gets in his little car, and he's got a driver. Yeah. It's a, it's a limousine. It's not a little a, car. Yes. Oh. Well, a little limousine. Or like then. a fancy, like a... a fancy car. Fancy car. Got, got them flags on the front. Yeah. And he gets in, and he, he opens up his briefcase so he can have a sandwich, but suddenly there's another man in there. Yeah, how'd he get there? Who knows? He in there, though. And he got, and then the old general guy got shot. Oh, he shoots him right in the head. So, here we think, well, the driver did the crime. Yes. And you know what? What? 
Mulder and Scully actually think the driver did the crime. Yeah, because that makes sense. Because that makes sense. Mulder and Scully and Skinner are all uh, hanging out to discuss this guy who got shot. With a bunch of other people. With a bunch of other people. And you said that um, Skinner looks like he is wearing a talking head suit. <laughs> it's so big and his head is so small. <laughs> Wait, which which uh, music video is that? Do you remember? Oh. Letting the days go by. Would have fallen underground. No, not that one. Is it burning down the house? <laughs> is it, uh, this is not my beautiful house. <laughs> I think that is it. This is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> that's the one. I think that's the one. Anyway, Skinner punched one of the talking heads. Yeah. And stole their suit. Took his, took his suit. slick suit. And now he's wearing it. And we know this because when he is in frame, we cannot get anyone else in frame because of how big his shoulders are. Yes, they are just taking up the whole thing. So Skinner says, okay, uh, this was dropped on my desk. We have to protect the old generals and we have to figure out what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. And they think now, okay, the driver is actually connected to this like terrorist group. Yes, he is. Which like do some background checks, my dudes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like if you know, this guy's on a terrorist or, or a right wing wacko NRA, like, right. Like, I don't know. Email chain. Yeah. Maybe don't hire him to drive your generals around? That's a pretty good idea, and I feel like they should have taken that advice. <laughs> Too bad I wasn't wearing the talking head suit. You know, it's 1994, you got a loose ham sandwich, you make a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> that Oscar Mayer, ooh. <laughs> so they're going to talk to the head email chain letter-writing guy, yeah, guy. of this uh, right-wing militia group. I also love Skinner is in a, basically a classroom full of kindergartners and he's like okay we need teams of two could you imagine if like scully just partnered up with someone else oh my god i would love that like Mulder is desperately trying to get her eyes uh from across the room anywhere else in the room and so he has to partner up with like stewart oh stewart's the worst stewart barfed up banana in first grade and no one will ever let him forget it so no one wants to partner with him yeah everyone's like banana barf stew no thank you i was stewart Oh, no. Did you barf up banana? Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was kindergarten, though, not grade one. Okay. And I didn't want bananas anymore for a very long time. <laughs> Just yarfed them. Yep. It was, oh, that's the worst thing to barf. Bananas? Why? I don't know. It's just... Just mushy. I disagree, and I raise you noodles. I was just going to say spaghetti would also be very bad. Especially, like, uh, that uh, pasta pizzoula. (laughs) What? The spicy spaghetti. You get the noodles. (laughs) Stay with me. You get the noodles all up in, but then the spicy, peppery, cheesy stuff goes up your sinuses. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Say it again. What? Say it again. The... The, the pasta pazula? <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> Correct. We have found the worst thing to barf. Yeah. I was a barfy kid, so that Oh, was I was a barfy kid. I was literally... My... Oh, man. And I was, like, not good about it either. What do you mean? I would, Did you, like, like, hide it? Well, no. Like, when I was a kid and I was on a car trip and I'd be, like, squished in the middle between my two brothers and I had to barf. Yeah. Just in their laps. <laughs> just lean over. Just, like, just oh. do a Technicolor yell. Just, like, right into their laps. <laughs> You probably deserved it, though. Oh, absolutely, they did. But then also, who didn't deserve it? My parents. When yeah. I would be very sick and I would sleep in their bed, because it felt nice and cool, uh, and I would have to throw up, I would just lean over the side of the bed, throw up right on the carpet. 
Oh boy. You want to you want to hear my worst throw up? Please. I think I don't know if I told the story. Um small child mm. in a McDonald's Ooh. bathroom had to poop but also had to barf. Ooh, that both ends situation. So I had to make a choice. <laughs> and my choice was to go r- just barf right in my underwear. Oh. <laughs> I was like probably ten. What do you do with that? I, I think I how blacked did, out. I how remember come back from that. I re- I remember the act, but I don't know the fallout. I think I called for my mom. Really, <laughs> I think my mom came and helped me. Oh yikes! <laughs> my mom laughed at me because I was in such a predicament. <laughs> She's like, "You barfed all in your underpants, kid. What am I gonna do with you?" I'm surprised I hadn't done that. Until then, really. It's like, it's also like, can I say, kind of a power move. (laughs) Explain. Well, you know, it's a hard decision to make. Uh And I just think there's something powerful about being like, oh no, no way am I shitting my pants. And then you ruin them anyways. It's like, that that whole situation is centered around not ruining your underpants, right? (laughs) I guess. Or not having shit on my... Anyway. Yeah. Because you're like, that's why you choose shit. You're like... I don't okay. want my underwear to go south. Yeah. Then you just throw up in them. So, hey, Allison, it's a power move for whom? That's a good question. The shit? I think so. Okay. <laughs> um, they go to Tom Hanks's secret compound. Yes. And we know this. Because of the Wilsons. All of the Wilsons. I like that your main identifier about Wilson is the handprint and not the fact that he is mm, a volleyball. No, because that, I mean, a volleyball is a volleyball. Well, when he had the handprint and the smiley face, that's what made Wilson Wilson. (laughs) We're talking about the hit movie Castaway, friends. (laughs) How long? That that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Home Improvement for a second. Really? No, I'm joking. No, that didn't. Okay. But speaking of uh, hilarious neighbors, yes. this is also the point at which I realized huh? that you, your entire life, what? have thought that the name of the King of the Hill character, Dale Dribble, <laughs> was in fact Dale Dribble. And I, and, and I asked my husband, I'm like, hey, what's, hey, what's, uh, what's Hank Hill's neighbor's name? And he's like, Dale Gribble. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> You're like, just like Dale Dribble. And I was like, stop the episode. We need to talk. (laughs) Anyways, Dale Dribble lives in this thing with Tom Hanks and Wilson and three dogs. If I was married to Dale Dribble, I'd probably go for John Redcorn too. Three dogs, Allison. Okay, there's lots of dogs and the dogs chase them. It's really great. They're very good. I wish those dogs got to eat them though. No, they didn't. So... The dog, Mulder and Scully come in. The dogs chase them. They're like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then Dale Gribble. It's so weird to say with my human mouth. (laughs) I've been so used to it. I know. You were so wrong for so long. (sighs) Oof, the stings. Uh, Mr. Tom Hanks comes out and he says, what do you, what do you, what do you want? And they're like, hey, there's kid shot a general maybe. And he's on your email list? Yeah. So you gotta give us information. Uh-huh. And he's like, I don't gotta give you shit. Mm-hmm. And then Mulder asks about the card. What's the, the little baseball card? Collector's card. What? <laughs> the, cl- the, the, the skull. Oh, yeah. The two it's sabers. Like, um, so when the, when the guy in the car was killed, the general, 
uh, they found with him, um, like, a playing card. And on one side, it was the Queen or the King of Hearts. Yeah. And on the other side, it had these crossed sabers. Um, and they showed him, they're like, what's the fucking meaning of this? And he's like, uh, well, it's, you know, this insignia for this one very specific unit of soldiers in Vietnam. Yeah. Who were captured and never recovered. Yes. And he says they were, they've been in Vietnam uh, and they were found in 95? I thought they were never, I thought they were never found. Oh, he says something about a group of men coming out of Vietnam in 95. Or oh. the Tegan and all of them. Came. Oh, right. Tegan did come back. Yeah, Which yeah. you think, okay, I want you to picture this. Please. You've been in Vietnam since the 70s. I have. It's now 1995. Yes. Do you know how many fucking dope-ass movies you missed? <laughs> you missed The Mighty Ducks. Oh, my God. You missed Fern Gully? What? Homeward Bound? Hocus Pocus, <laughs> Free Willy, you missed all these movies. Those are really good. That's flicks. 1993 alone. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Like you would come back, you would just spend all your time in front of the TV. Yeah, you had to just like get those VHSs ooh, going, baby. God, ooh. get your blockbuster card ready. <sighs> just like 92 and 93 was a really good. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. Oh, just like hit after hit imagine after hit. Imagine you're watching Free Willy. Hmm? Willie jumps out of the water, he arcs over that little kid, just tail glistening, and a little tear comes to your eye. With Michael Jackson in the background. That's the song. That's the song. Okay. I saw Free Willie. Oh, really? I saw the real whale man. Um, the whale or the man? Well, I saw probably a man. I've met a man named Willie, but I saw the whale in a tank. Okay. These are two separate events. Yes? Yes. Okay. And I will tell you about one of them. Okay, please. Uh, his name was Keiko. The whale. Cool. The whale, not the man. Was he nice? Uh, he was a whale. Mm. So, so, yes. Yes. He was really big, too. Cool. After the movie, they um, took him to Newport Aquarium in mm. Newport, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And they had a huge, big tank um set up for him and we got to go see him and i cried a little because i remember the movie because i cried during the movie and i remember that a group uh washingtonian really really rich people decided to build a outdoor tank for keiko and put him up near iceland where oh, he wow. was where he was taken from as a baby and then he died oh that's a shame yeah <laughs> so everyone's like free willy and then don't and then he died oh well he had that floppy little floppy little fin then yeah couldn't get it up (laughs) okay hey hey uh, (laughs) um this has been the free willy memorial minute (laughs) r.i.p free willy uh yes hey (laughs) you're free up in heaven okay or hell i think whales would go to hell why do you think whales because fuck are you kidding me they fuck up some seals. So you're saying all predators go to hell? Yes. What about <laughs> alien versus predator? Predator as well, not alien. Alien goes to heaven? Yes. Why does alien go to heaven but predator goes to hell? <laughs> it's in the name. Aliens are pure. What? They're free of sin. I know that's not true. <laughs> I Get- sinned with an alien last night. <laughs> Yeah, you you sinned. The alien did not. 
That's not fair. <laughs> so it works in alien heaven. I got I have so many more questions. <laughs> no, we got to do a podcast okay, fine, about the But I will follow up after we stop recording because I need to know. <laughs> uh, uh, hey. Let's yeah. Talk about, let's talk about Davenport. Davenport. Let's talk about Davenport. 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 <laughs> we got really excited. We got excited. About Davenport. About Davenport. Um, so uh we go to back to the memorial. Back to the wait, the black gash? Yes. Oh boy. Ooh, not good, ah. not good, not good. Ooh, Don't yeah. like it. Uh-huh. Uh and there's a woman there and she's touching the letters on the wall and she's looking for a name, and that name is Davenport. Davenport. <laughs> <laughs> We are making reference to a, a podcast that we enjoy very much. Yeah, and if you also listen to that podcast, we don't need to bump that podcast. No, they've got enough. <laughs> they have two shows at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Yeah, she's there, and she's touching the name of her husband, Davenport. Davenport. And uh, the man, the mysterious man, comes up behind her, and he says some stuff about her husband still being alive. And she says, no, it can't be. My uh, husband? Davenport? Uh, Davenport? <laughs> My husband? <laughs> no. Uh, and and Tegan gives him the keys. Yes. The dog tags. Not the do- a key. Yeah, her, her husband Davenport's... Davenport? Davenport? His, his dog tags. His dog tags. Uh, for his dog. So just for a little background on what this whole, like, missing POW thing is... Please. Um, basically, uh, you know, there was a long list, I think about uh, around 2,500 people that were missing or unaccounted for after the Vietnam War. Oh. Uh, and... I think they were able to recount about 1,250 of them. In Vietnam. In Vietnam. Like, that they, they were able them. to find the bodies of or or bring them oh, back. Oh, okay. Um, and so that left a lot of questions about, like, what happened to all these people. And, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories popped up about, like, these people are still POWs in Vietnam. And, the, you know, the government knows about it, but they're not doing anything and all that kind of stuff. They're probably dead, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, like, a lot of them were people who were on flight missions. Okay. And, and likely were shot down. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 1994, so roughly before this episode was released, uh, was when Bill Clinton opened up, uh, trade again with Vietnam. Okay. And also- Whoa, North- really? 94? Yeah. Holy shit. He removed the sanctions in 94 and normalized diplomatic relations in 95. What was Bush Sr. doing? Just cranking it. <laughs> 24-7. I <laughs> <laughs> gotta get, gotta make more Bush boys. <laughs> gotta keep those Bush boys coming. <laughs> Hey, can I tell you my favorite presidential picture? You might have maybe seen it. Please. There, at the Bush Library, there's uh, George Sr. and Jr. And George Clinton. George Clinton. Not George Clinton. <laughs> Bill Clinton. That would be a whole... Bill Clinton came and he sandwiched himself between the two. Oh, my God. He's so good. That's awesome. Yeah, it was very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, God. There are really a lot of Bush boys. Yeah, you should, that's what he was doing his whole presence. He's just making more of them. Continue my legacy. Ugh. He's, I mean, he's got the Kennedys to, to compete with. Oh, yeah. God. God they just keep Kennedys. blowing them out. Like rabbits. <laughs> did you know, hey, did you know the gestation period of a Kennedy is actually three months and not nine? Oh, you know what? That makes so much yeah. sense. See, that's the problem with the Bushes. The gestation period is 12 years. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's just a little baby. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Bill Clinton... Uh, opened up trade again in 94, God. which uh, a lot of people were thinking, you know, like, oh, this is going to maybe now that we're opening this back up again, we can find out what happened to those people. Um, and Bill Clinton even was like using that to like soften the blow of opening up trade again for people who were vehemently opposed to it. Wow. And 
There was a really great uh, response to that from Dan Rather, who said, In an obvious attempt to blunt criticism, President Clinton actually characterized lifting the embargo as creating the best opportunity to get the true story of what happened to America's missing. This was especially ill-advised, because it was obvious that lifting the embargo wasn't designed to resolve doubts about the fate of the missing, it was designed to make money. It was a trade initiative, plain and simple, the people least likely to mistake it for anything else were the families of America's missing. You know, it's funny because when this was happening, I'm like, and, and filming, it's what, 95, this season's 95, 96 or whatever, yeah. right? I was thinking, well, how do we, I thought, well, the, we're talking with Vietnam at this point, we're trading, like, of course Vietnam would give up our boys or whatever, and then I had no idea about Clinton in 94. Yeah. Holy crap. That's, it's I a mean, lot. really, they had a grudge against Cuba until like two years ago yeah so and even that's going probably right back the way it came oh yes (laughs) oh yes um so the next sequence you got very excited about (gasps) yes uh because Mulder and Scully go to the war memorial and they're looking all over trying to find this guy it's getting set up for the uh uh, the yes event it's, it's also being set up for the event and there are a lot of what horses there are many horses just cantering around the background the this is May I say, a very bold horse choice. Yes, it was a bold horse choice. Because these are all my background boys. Mm -hmm. Not only were their horses, I guess, like, instigating? I don't know what they were doing. Instigating? Yeah, like, hey, you better get to work. Oh, the horses are just trying to get people to... Yeah, they're the bosses. Oh, okay. And the people riding them? Dummies. Also there. No, they were dummies. They weren't real people. They weren't real people. Okay, I see. It's all coming together. Uh-huh. Just like at that gulag. Because if you ride a horse... You save a cowboy. You're also going to hell. But also that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's the other way around. <laughs> if you ride a horse, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to save the horse and ride the cowboy. I've been doing it wrong. No, you're going to ride the horse and save the cowboy? Yeah. That's how you don't go to hell. No, I, no. Think that, I think that takes you straight to hell. <laughs> anyway, these horses are boss around people. And I could not, for the life of me, pay attention to the, this scene or the next one, because the next scene where Mulder and Scully are talking to Davenport's wife, the horses are still in the back of the scene. Well, let me tell you what happened. She cries blood. That's all that matters. Because of the horse voodoo? Yeah, I don't know. She, definitely. She's like, they're so beautiful. <laughs> and then blood. Burst, burst of capillary. Well, that's why? what Scully thinks happened. Why? Hey, why would you just have horses in the back? Just like they couldn't get him out of shot? If you want me to pay attention to your episode, why in God's name do you have horses in the background? <laughs> what are they doing? What is their job there? Do they like to eat oats? These are all the questions that I have for Chris <laughs> Carter. Are they being given oats? Possibly an apple. <laughs> Anyway, the the horse choices were very good. Yeah. Uh, that was those two scenes. <laughs> Horses. What happened? I don't know. I watched it twice. <laughs> Still couldn't figure it out. There are people who email us like, oh, I wish you had time to watch these episodes twice so you could get more out of them. Hey, Space Cadets, I watched this episode two times. <laughs> and I got twice the dosage of background horse. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about anything else. It's true. There are very specific things that we care about and we cannot be swayed. Let's talk about teeth death. Please. So. Please. I need it so badly. Teeth death. 
So Mulder is figuring out, okay, this guy named Tegan, he was supposed to have died in the Vietnam, and he thinks he's not dead because he's back better than ever Mm. killing them generals. Mm -hmm. So he goes to find the body of Tegan or the remains of Tegan, and it's just like a bunch of teeth. Yeah, yeah, it is. Do they just categorize teeth? Like, you just have them on file? Yeah. Those are remains, like identifiable remains. Wouldn't someone take those teeth? Like the families? Put them in a little coffin? Little teeth, little tooth coffin. It might be a military thing. I don't know. Maybe. So if you join the military, they have your body afterwards? They get to do whatever they want with it? Huh? <laughs> well, those teeth are probably the teeth that, like, the family identify or that they used oh, to identify him. And the, the family didn't want the teeth. Probably not. I mean, they were pretty good teeth. Yeah, you could do a lot were, of things with those. But they were dead. They were dead teeth, yes. <laughs> As soon as they leave your body, they're dead. Which is weird to think about because that your teeth is like the only part of your skeleton you can see. True. Eh? Yeah. I agree. I'm I'm smiling at Allison with my teeth in a weird way. You know they have like they've got um blood vessels in them? Do they? Yeah. Hmm. Or That's... there's like a little there's like a specific layer of um uh, tissue inside your teeth that carries blood flow. Ooh, weird. Yeah, they're not just teeth all the way through. There's other shit in there. Teeth all the way down? <laughs> um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Have you saved all your baby teeth? No, but I have my wisdom teeth. You have your wisdom teeth? Yeah. Uh, my sister made a shadow box out of all of her baby teeth and my wisdom teeth. Oh. She put them in a little... Well, because she, she didn't... When she made the shadow box, she actually picked through my... My mom had a big basket full of our teeth. Cool. And not weird. <laughs> like, she saves toys, like our toys from our childhood, and hopes that she has a granddaughter or a grandson, which <laughs> isn't going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but she also saved her teeth. I mean, I can't judge this because I went to lunch with my parents yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and they said, we got you something uh, <laughs> and whipped out a rabbit skull. And you got really excited. I did get very excited. They found it on the mountain. That's cool. Yeah. On the sacrificial mountain. Yeah. Where, where, they... where they pray to their dark gods. <laughs> anyway, the teeth are dead and Mulder's like, so his, de- well, if this is all you have, his death is inconclusive. And the scientist is like, yes, that's why it says inconclusive on this file. <laughs> Mulder, you dope. That's why he literally says that is why I underlined inconclusive on this file. Okay? We're on the same page. Mulder's like, I win. Uh, point one for Mulder. I'm smarter than the scientist. Let's talk about General Mouth. Please. Do you remember General Mouth? General Mouth, yeah. Oh my god, I do. It just... <laughs> so, this, this man. He works at the Pentagon. He, he sure does. And he has... Mm. A very small mouth. <laughs> the smallest petite little food hole. You can fit three raisins in there. That's it. <laughs> Just one at a time, though. It- <laughs> <laughs> and it's not as if, like, his lips are like a normal human person's. Oh, yeah. But he just decides to just, he's tied the ends together very <laughs> tightly. So the the two edges of his mouth at the ends of his lips just don't never never untouch. Yeah, they just can't. They they can go to a point and no further. Can you imagine eating a freezy? 
He couldn't be, he couldn't do it. <laughs> you, he just couldn't do it. The edges, the edges of your lips where your top and bottom lips uh-huh. meet would be sliced to hell. He would just, he would free himself. Because you would <laughs> so desperately need to get that freezy in there yeah. to get its good, like, flavorful, icy goodness yeah. that you would just be like, just slicing your whole mouth. You'd be the freaking joker. <laughs> well, he's the anti-joker. Yes. <laughs> General Mouth is the guy who signed Tegan's life, death. Death certificate. Tooth death certificate yes um, just certified that his teeth were dead uh and Mulder calls him he's like sir you're in a lot of trouble and he's like what what do you want what do, what do, what do you want because his mouth is his very mouth small. so small he can't really and you know, how it is. uh Mulder says there's a man after you and I will send FBI agents to help you and I'm gonna be on m- my way uh-huh and so General Mouth goes to the Pentagon where there's a children's group do you remember that there's yeah, a- there is. They're doing a tour. And the lady's like, does anyone know what a pentagon is? And the kids are like, boo? A pentagon has five sides. This building was made through an act of Congress, <laughs> which is a sexual <laughs> It's also how I was made. <laughs> uh, also, I want to know, I mean, the horses were a very good background boy. Yeah. There was a second background boy. He is very tiny, toe-headed. He has a giant G.I. Joe. Nice. Like a huge, like, buff man. Yeah. And he's just swinging him it's around. his boyfriend. Aww. <laughs> anyway, General Mouth goes through the buzzy metal Thingy, detectors. Yeah. So does Tegan. Yes. But no one sees him. Because he's not looking directly at them, and that's how this works. I guess. I don't know. How does this work? The p- ostensibly... If he's looking directly at you, you can't see him. Oh. It's, may I say, very dumb. <laughs> it's a boo situation. It is a boo situation. Boo from Mario. Yeah. Mario 64. From It's a Me, Mario. From a It's a Me Pasta Bazool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mario. Why did you say it like that? Are you fucking horned for Mario? Do we need an intervention? No. Is it the what is it? Is it the hat? Is it the the mu- mustache? No. Is it the overalls? Yes. That's a good look, right? The Oshkosh. Really more of a Luigi. Girl. But also, I really like his gaunt, like belly, like his round. His overalls are very tall. Yeah. And he's just this torso. It's just all belly. Just got that tom tom. Because where does Mario end and the overalls begin? I don't know. He got him hiked up all the way. He sure do. <laughs> He has no genitals <laughs> whatsoever. Like most video game characters. Because if I were to wear those overalls that high, you could have seen, you would see my... Oh, they would be inside of you. Like, it would just be hyped up in there. I wore some really high-waisted shorts today for um, a photo shoot and just like camel toe. Yeah. Just like hella. No. Hella. If he had genitals, you would know. You would know. <laughs> regardless of the kind. Maybe he's got like a dog dick excuse me maybe it's just like inside of him <laughs> oh like a little lipstick <laughs> have we gone too far maybe a little like lasagna oh just like a layered so this is how we begin my um my mario garfield otp <laughs> We've gone so far astray. Oh, God. Okay. What happened? Mouth guy dies. 
Yeah, he dies. He gets killed by Teague, and there's another card, and this one is the King of Diamonds. He's on when he dies. He's on the phone complaining about that card to Mulder. He's like, "Who put this here? Who put this card on my Who desk? Who put this here?" And then, bam, he's dead. He dies. Yes, he's dead. And Deadzo Skinner's gonna get spicy now because two men are dead on his watch. Yeah, he's real upset about it. And Mulder and Skinner gets very upset because Mulder starts talking about supernatural Viet Cong magic powers? Yeah, he's like, maybe he was in Vietnam so long that he learned from his attackers who can hide unseen in the bushes. And it's like, they are better at guerrilla warfare than you, America. Get over it. No, they won because they had magic powers. (laughs) They made a deal with Free Willy the Warlock. Okay. And that's why all of Vietnam is going to hell with Free Willy. And Predator. And Predator. But not the alien. No. The, He's a saint. The one alien. <laughs> He's a saint. Uh, let's okay. There's another general. This is the last general. Yes, he's the one that I like to call Sad Man. I love the description you made. You took me on a ride oh. about this general. Do you remember that discussion? I think I do. About the actor. Yes. Yes. Can you so, explain? I like to when I see all of these like brash white men generals on television shows such as this, I like to think about the actors who play those characters who are just like regular sad people who go home and like eat a bowl of macaroni and cheese and cry and go to bed. And then that's the only way I can see them for the rest of the episode. And I feel like the patriarchy is slightly lessened. Because he was. Like, he really was just... He was giving his... He was putting his whole mojo into it. He was juicing it, man. He was juicing it real hard. Because you know that... He's just going to go home at night, open up a lean cuisine, just dig in. Yeah. <laughs> watch watch reruns of, of Frasier. Call his agent to see if he got that role he wanted. Did he? He, he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't. He got the X-Files role, I guess. That'll do. That'll do. I can be a general. Why not? <laughs> do you think he got to keep the suit afterwards? No. No? <laughs> of course not. There's nobody. He, he did get a complimentary pair of Mario uh, overalls, though. <laughs> but he couldn't wear them because you could see his dick in them. He's like, I can't be doing this. I'm old. Um, I want to talk about my favorite shot besides the horse shots. <laughs> okay. This is long parade shot. Yes. Chris Carter spent $5,000 on this parade. And yep. God damn it, we are going to just juice it for everything you got. <laughs> There's a 10-minute shot of this parade. Yeah, it's ridiculous. There are people in the audience waving flags. Tiny American flags. There's a man selling these flags. Yes, there is. making a profit. There's a band that looks like they're never going to go anywhere. No, they're just marching in place. That's not how a parade works. Nope. I was in a parade once. Okay. I was the Grand Marshal. What? What was it, a nerd parade? (laughs) Sorry, tell me about it. (laughs) I don't want to anymore. (laughs) I was in a parade once. Were you in a parade once? Yeah. Was it a nerd parade? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Gotcha. It was. <laughs> it basically was. Okay, let's move on now. <laughs> okay. We don't. Hey, we don't get to tell those stories. Okay. <laughs> we ruined it. <laughs> like we ruin everything. There was a parade. Everyone's very happy. Especially- yeah. Weirdly, like for a pretty somber event. This is the Vietnam War, you guys. What was the guy in the wheelchair? What did I say about oh, him? Oh, okay, so it's a Vietnam War rededication memorial, and I was getting upset about how everyone was, like, not 
having a somber affair as one might yeah. when remembering 52,000 dead people. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, everyone's just psyched. They're having a good time. And there's a, a vet in a wheelchair and he had like his green army jacket on and you said, that guy was in Vietnam and he's still psyched about it. <laughs> everyone was just so excited. It was so weird and like kind of tone deaf. And I don't know if you're someone who's been to like... Uh, a Vietnam memorial in the U.S. and it's like that. Let me know, and I'll be like chill about it. But it just seemed really I weird guess to me. All we have to go on is our Remembrance Day parades, and and they're really really somber. To, like to me, I would expect that this would receive the same treatment as like a ceremony at Arlington. I yeah, I assume. I and assume. I was shocked by the little like the little American flags everywhere because from everything that I've read about the treatment of vets coming home after the war, mm. like, that is not the kind of treatment that they got even in 1994, 1995. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it was really, it was weird. Mm -hmm. It was weird. It was like a bizarro world where Vietnam, like, they won. Yeah, exactly. It had and the same feeling as, like, World War II, and that those are two completely different experiences. And they won, and there is no more communism. Exactly. But it's very much not, not the case. So... Tegan is behind the back behind the sort of uh, display, and yeah. he meets up with a guy named Leo Danzinger. God, you got that name real good. Well, I wrote it down, and then I made a joke in my mind about him being part of the band the Danzingers, which is like a joke on the Menzingers. Anyways, yeah. it's not important. It American punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tegan looks like he's from a metal band. He's got that really good uh, he does. hair situation. Going he's got on. a goat goatee. Goatee? Every time I say it, I have to be careful I don't say goatsee. <laughs> don't look it up. Um, I think there's people who don't know. Oh, I'm sure there is. Really? Yeah. No, look it up. There was, um, uh, I was reading, like, this long list of emails that people had written, written to uh, Chris Kovac from the, um, he's the guy that's heading up the um, voting registration thing where he's trying to get everyone's information from all the different oh, states. Oh, yeah, yeah, People yeah. just wrote him a whole bunch of emails, and one was like, uh, I've posted my information here, and it's like a link to Goatsy. Please take a look. And it was, I was like, yes, good on you. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> wholesome. What a good American. Yeah. It's very good. Um, so Tegan gives this other guy, the other man, Danzing recognizes Tegan. Yeah. And, and he's he like, says, I, I thought you were dead. And then Tegan's like, I'm not dead. I'm just inexplicably damp. Just one thing I noticed about him during the scene, and then I just made a joke about it. Very good. That's how that works. Uh-huh. That's why you make the big comedy bucks. <laughs> yep. None of them. Tegan also gives him a list of people that are still in Vietnam. Yes. Yeah. I also want to mention, during this speech, there are people in the back in, like, soldier uniforms, mm -hmm. like, dress, military dress. Yeah. They have big flags. Yes. And they have like a mm, belt on uh -huh. with a uh, cod piece. No. I yes. And they insert the ends of the flags in the cod piece. Is that how that works? So they can hold it up. So it's not on the ground. That's horrific. It happened in the X-Files. That's an X-File. Flag cod piece. Yeah. It's like a little, it's got a little like place to put the little pole. Watch the X-Files. It's right there. The evidence is right before your eyes. Okay. Again, this is all I watched. Like the horses. It was very distracting. I don't know what this speech was about or what was going on. Well, the important thing is that we now go into the entirety of the scene that opened the episode. The entirety. Five minutes. It was ridiculous. Uh-huh. Ugh. 
Um, yada, yada, yada. What are you trying to save money? Yada, yada, yada. Get better production values. Yada, yada, yada. Lazy storytelling. You've heard it all. You've heard it all. We don't have to lecture you again. <laughs> so while the general, small general, is doing his speech and the men with the cod pieces are holding up the flags... Mulder and Scully and Jack Stone. Jack Stone, <laughs> are, who is inexplicably there, because at this point we realize he has no place in this plot. Uh, well, he he's the hero, though. That's he, true. He shoots the guy. Yeah. Um, they're looking for the the Tegan, yeah. Predator Man, and he falls in and out of see- sight, and they can't find him, and suddenly Skinner sees him from the front, and Mulder sees him from the front, too, and Mulder pulls out his gun, and Tegan fades away. Yeah. And then Jack Stone shoots him? Well, then... Well, first of all, oh boy, in this crowd, some extra is just giving it a hundred to ten percent. I love America. She literally says, "I love you." I don't. Is, does she love the general? Does she love America? Does she love the wall, the black ash? Does she love the concept of memorials? <laughs> like. I don't know. She must have been really close to a crowd mic, and she was, and I could hear a couple times whoever this proud hero woman was. She is just giving the X Files a hundred. She was earning her background paycheck. Nice. Because I hear, I love you. <laughs> to whom? I don't know. <laughs> well, she had a couple other lines too. I don't know. Whoever that woman is must be proud because you could hear her loud and clear. Meanwhile, Tegan is gone. Yeah. And so the general's being escorted off the stage, mm-hmm. and he's about to get in the car, and Mulder's like, oh, no, yeah. don't get in the car. He's in there. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. he, was, he in there. was in there, and then Mulder, no, Jack Stone? Jack Stone. Just shoots into the car. And the car stops, and, and Tegan falls, falls out. out. And he says his name a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then he dies, and that's that's that. Oh, and then we go to back to the memorial when nobody's there, and Skinner's there, and we're just pushing in. Excuse me? The camera. And I'm... also me. Um, <laughs> just pushing in. I don't know. What what are they talking about? Mulder and Skinner are talking about something. What are they talking about? Well, I thought it was just Skinner there. Really? No, no. Mulder comes and he's like, oh, yeah. And then they look into each other's eyes. Mm. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you remember that I part. I remember that part. So apparently Mulder says, Ugh, the government said that's not Tegan. It's another guy who escaped from an asylum. And <laughs> Okay, great. Yeah, that's what he said. I missed that part, but yeah? fuck you, X-Files. So, yeah, the government claims that this isn't Tegan, and Tegan's dead because we have his teeth. Yeah, and Mulder, he was trying to say earlier in the episode that, like, he had this weird theory that, you know, Tegan was trying to kill these guys who oh, had, yeah. like, negated his existence, um, but actually the government wanted to negate his, like, the government wanted those generals dead, and so maybe the government hired Tegan. It was like an inside job. Because that information was from the beautiful mama daddy. Yes. What's her name? I don't know. She's gorgeous, though. From Lost. Beautiful no, daddy. No, she's not from Lost. She's from she was... Walking Dead. Oh, Walking Dead. Lori, that's the one. Lori Holden is the that's actress's it, that's name. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, I don't remember the character's name because it was long and dumb. <laughs> and we don't give a fuck. Yeah, she's the one who told Mulder, like, they hired you because you are bad at your job. Yeah, I did love that, actually. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he and, he and Skinner just stare kind of into each other's eyes. It was real good. And, and a then... horse walks across the background. And then we both came. Yeah. <laughs> Good X-Files episode. And that's why we're going to Free Willy Hell as well. <laughs> Let's rate it. Okay. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I 
can sleep and five I can never sleep? Yeah. Yeah. I give this a uh, 0.78. Nice. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. I liked watching it with you because it was a Skinner episode. Yeah, yeah. When I watched it the second time, Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. just nothing. Just nothing. Just nothing. Uh, I rate on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means this is a wonderful, perfect, magical episode that I wish I had written, uh, all the way to Excelsis Day, which is the very worst episode of all time. Yep. Uh, still reigning champ. And I'm going to give this just a six. <laughs> this is a sloppy six. Just a sloppy six. The Vietnam War situation memorial hurrah which is gross. Yeah, it was really weird. Like, it just, yeah, it made me feel really weird. It's not how it would be in Canada. Yeah. I mean, I'm half-seas American, and I, I know Americans love a war, but it just seemed weird and wrong and women screaming, I love you at generals. It was just, like, weird, bizarro world. And, yeah, like, from my understanding of, like, not even just specifically from the Vietnam War, but, like, the treatment of veterans politically... In terms of, like, VA care and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, seems weird. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. Someone sent us an email. Oh, yeah. We have a we have a personal X-File from a space cadet. So we do the email song, right? Christ, I don't know. Yeah, we'll do an email <laughs> song. I like the email song. Okay. Let's do the email song. Fine. There is no postmark. No return address. Where is this mail from? Is it from outer space? Yes, it's from outer space. Thank you, aliens. This is from Space Cadet Thomas, who just, I think, started listening. Yeah. And we haven't scared him away. Yay. Wouldn't it be sad if he just stopped listening, like, episode seven, and he never got to hear his personal X-File? That would be very sad. Well, we love you, Thomas. Uh, Thomas writes... Howdy, folks. New listener. Loving the cast. Does he mean, like, us? Podcast, yeah. Oh, I thought, like, the cast of characters. No, it's like a, like, like a hip millennial shorthand. Oh, shit. Hope you like avocado toast, Thomas. <laughs> Been great uh, at work listening. As it so happens, I have a personal X-File ghost related. Yeah. I attend college in rural Ohio. And during my tenure, entered into a relationship with someone from the area. She invited me to her home and after a certain stage, uh, oh, after a certain stage, and told me a spooky story concerning the ghost haunting her house. Nice. What? One day her mom was out junk hunting at yard sales. (laughs) Same. Dope mom. Uh, and came across a very old, very large photograph, poster size, placed in a bronze frame. The, oh, shit. The man was Caucasian, had slicked down hair, wore circular reading spectacles, and sported a nice old-timey suit. The base of the frame featured a placard that slimly read, Thomas. What? Ooh. Is he the one writing us right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> Thomas, if you're a ghost. Thomas, if you're a ghost. Tweet at us. Tweet, hey, tweet. At us, Thomas. Old time. <laughs> I want to see your old timey suit. When she inquired about the painting, the seller told her that it was older than God and definitely haunted. <laughs> nice, nice. Evidently, Thomas would move things around and even had been known to pluck a, key- a few keys on the piano from time to time. Her reaction to this was, "Wouldn't it be hilarious if we owned a haunted paint picture of a total stranger?" I love this mom. Yeah, it's very good. And purchased it. 
Lo and behold, strange activity began to take place in their house soon after and continues to happen to this very day. I myself never heard or saw or experienced any of these paranormal phenomena, but I have seen the painting and can confirm that thing is wicked creepy and haunted as shit. Nice. Oh my God. That's awesome. I want a haunted painting. I think I have a haunted painting. Do you know that uh, black velvet painting of the three puppies? Oh, it's terrifying. It's, I have it hidden. I bought it for 20 bucks for a laugh. It's a, it's a black velvet painting that's huge of three puppies. Got it at a state sale. Pretty sure it's haunted. The closest thing I have to a haunted painting or photograph is the bird in my kitchen. Ooh. Which I am sorry to say, or maybe this is good for you. My what? roommate will be taking when he Thank moves out. Thank God. This bird painting? Yeah. It's got eyes that, like, can tell all your sins. <laughs> It can. Yeah. It can. So it's going to go over to his new apartment. It's going to know what all my sins are. So it's going to whisper it to people to come over. It knows who's going to hell. It's funny. We were standing in the kitchen. And we were like talking about what things belong to who. He looks at me. He says, I want the bird. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you could ask, but okay. I hope it gets broken in the move and releases no. everyone's souls. I. It's wearing a little sailor suit, Courtney. How can you hate it? Allison, it is the worst thing I've ever seen and I hate it. Oh, no. It looks through me. It's my beautiful son. No, I hate him. I'm going to continue this letter from Thomas the Ghost. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't interrupt a ghost, Allison. Okay, fine. He'll come and haunt us. (laughs) One other brief X-File from college is probably not ghost related, but weird anyway. One time I found... Oh, my God. I forgot about this. I love you, Thomas. One time I found a condom full of poop. (laughs) Just sitting in the middle of a main pathway back to my door. How weird is that? I thought it was a Wayland sausage until further inspection. Now that is someone who had limited means but made a different decision when it came to the coming out of both ends problem. Or he just had a weird dick. Just pooped. Maybe his pipes were switched. He he pooped right out his D. Or her D. Or their D. And so they poop out of their D and they come out of their butt? Oh! oh. You've left us a very unpleasant... Uh, that was Thomas's fault. Thought experiment. Thomas, thank <laughs> no. you for your email. And thank you for your lovely review on iTunes. Yes. Oh, yeah, he reviewed... Thomas is our... Hey. Thomas is our favorite space cadet. All y'all space cadets, I'm calling y'all out. He (laughs) wrote us a letter and also wrote us a dope-ass review. What do you do for us? Well, there are actually some very nice people talking about us on Twitter. There are very nice. Oh, yeah, there are very nice people talking about us. I feel bad now. You should. How dare you say that to our fans? All three of them. Two of them and a ghost (laughs) who's trapped in a painting. Yeah. Okay. What, what do we do next? Oh, we're going to have to do our predictions. It's your turn. It's my turn. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me. Allison. What's it going to be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. <sighs> Season 4, episode 17, Tempest Fugit. Tempest Fugit. Fugit. Uh-oh. Fugit. Fugit about it. Jerk it. Crank that. Crank it. Um, Crank it. Bop it. Fugit. <laughs> I think Tempest refers to time. Well, aren't you smart? I don't know. I don't know what Fugit means. Um, the opposite of Puget. The sound. Why is it the opposite? I don't know. They just have one letter different. They rhyme. 
So if it rhymes, it's the opposite. Guess. What is it about? Uh, I think it's about someone who has uh, time time powers. Maybe it's like a <gasps> butterfly effect situation. Ooh. Or like, yeah, I think maybe, I wonder if it's like there's like a fun time loop situation. Like time a Groundhog's loop. Day kind of thing. Ooh. I'm going to say it's like there's like a Groundhog's Day situation. Groundhog's Day. Half point for Groundhog's Day. Okay. What's the other half point? Uh, the other half point is, well, I'm not going to say... Scully finally confronts her cancer because I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, <laughs> Scully still hasn't confronted her cancer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say we haven't dealt with aliens in a while. No, there's been no aliens lately. So I'm going to say instead of it being like a person like Monster of the Week thing with huh? aliens, I'm going to say it's a Groundhog Day related to aliens. <gasps> Caused by aliens? Yeah. Those aliens. Those nasty aliens. They're still going to heaven. Scully's sons. <laughs> Oh, those aliens? Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Not like the green guys. No, Skelly's sons. Skelly's sons. Yeah. They're coming down. They create a time loop. Yeah. Skelly has to punish all of her sons. She doesn't have enough bedrooms to put them to the bed without dinner. What is she going to do? Find out the next episode of The X-Files. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so half point for time loop, Groundhog's Day, half loop for Skelly's sons. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Okie dokie, Space Cadets. Uh, thank you for listening once again. That wasn't, hey, I'm really Tai Tai. That wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be. No, it was a fun time. Yeah, it was a fun, hey, spending time with you is really fun. Hey. Hey. Same. Oh! <laughs> uh, if you want to spend time with us um, via email, uh, you can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. Double spelled out. Yep. And you can hit us up on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at doublexfiles. I just posted an Instagram of a cool candle that my buddy bought me when he was in P-Land. Oh, yeah. Um, with the X-Files-ians on it. Not P-Town. P-Land. P-Land. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, P-Town is something. <laughs> yes, it is. It's where I go. Five times a day. <laughs> Maybe more. In Rhode Island? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go to Rhode Island five times a day. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> okay. We also have a Tumblr. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Devil X Files. We also have merch. We got some merch. Buy our merch. That we're pretty proud of. Guys, Blue Yeti fucked me over and we need a new microphone. Please buy our Please merch. Please buy our merch. Uh, my personal favorite of our two items that you can buy... <laughs> One has our logo, which is really cool. Um, it's ca- hey, it's kind of stupid, though. No. I like the other one. Yeah, the other one's good. Uh, our our motto for 2017 uh, is to take it to the streets and to be wetter, wilder, meaner, and gayer. <laughs> so you can get that on a t-shirt uh, or a mug or a bedspread or yeah. pretty much or anything. Or a condom through it full of poop. Yeah, if you so desire. <laughs> that one is a special order, and you do have to request it directly. If your tubes are all messed up down there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know Pride season is almost over. Not for Vancouver yet. No. But you gotta order them. Keep Pride alive, baby. There's no no rainbows. We just got meaner and gayer shit. Yep. And tell a friend. Yeah, you should probably tell a friend. I think... Hey. Hey. I think Thomas should have opened up that condom full of <laughs> feces. Because no. you know... Hey. You know what he would have found? What? A link to the Double X Files. <laughs> Oh, is that which is the be- which is what how I packaged our show? It's a condom full of feces. Oh no! Every e- direct to your ears every Tuesday. <laughs> that's unpleasant. That's that's what you should do. Take a shit in a condom and and then whisper the name of our podcast into it <laughs> with your butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're clearly very tired. Until next time, the, the truth, truth is out there. there. 
Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. We're grounded.